the parsha Vayetze talks about certain aspects of tefillah that I want to focus on. There's one specific nekuda. The pasuk says, "Lolovon shtei bonoi shem hakedoy lo leyo v'shem hakatanu rochel ve'ainu leyo rakois v'rochel v'osi yifas toya v'yifas mara." So the Gemara in Baba Basra says, "What does it mean ve'ainu leyo rakois?" That Leia used to go out to the Proshas Drochim and she would ask about the children of Yitzchak. So people would tell her, Yaakov, very Choshev. They said, No, I'm really interested in finding out about Asa. What do you have to say about Asa? Asa is better you don't ask. You know, at 15, he already murdered. Uh, so, and she goes out every day and she finds out about Asa and Yaakov. And she's crying bitterly because the, the raid was that Yitzhak had two sons and Lovin had two daughters and the older one gets the older one, the younger one gets the younger one and she's destined to be Zoycha to marry Esau. And so, as I'll say, she cried and she cried and she cried and through her crying she was Zoycha that she didn't have to marry Esau, she ends up marrying Yaakov Avinu. Now, the Shaila is... What she have to go out to the street every day to find out about this for? Like you heard already, you know, if if, if you're pursuing a shidduch and you hear that, uh, you know, the bocher, you know, he's not the, the biggest masmid, you know, he shows up in the base medish once a month, you know, that the, you know, you find out one one call, you know, you don't have to make any more calls, you know, she, every day she's got to go out. So the shot is that she didn't want to allow herself to reconcile herself to the fact that she had to marry Asa. Because she understood what happens to people is, you, you know, you find out that this is something that's going to happen, and yet eventually you come to terms with it. And when you come to terms with it, you, you learn to live with it. And she didn't want to let that happen to her. So she says, I'm not going to... You know, people marry Rishoyim, and they have children, and they get along, and they get used to it, and they cope with it. I'm not going to let that happen to me. So every day she went out, and she cried, and she cried. Chazal say that uh, her, 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 her eyelashes fell off. But Yecheskel Levenstein says not only that, her whole face was dis- changed. It's, 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 uh, her face was distorted from all her crying. So she was originally as beautiful as Rachel. Because of her constant crying, she she lost that beauty. And what she did is she didn't want to get used to the matzah. So Mayor Chodosh says a voice, he says, well, That's Pshat in why Rachel's is a shvach. It's a shvach to say that because that she cried. Not because her eyes were beautiful, or anything. so yeah. So it's not that the person isn't telling that the person can to come. No, okay, okay, I told you this. So, Chodosh um, says, He says, So why didn't you tell Leah the same thing? Okay, you'll marry Yaakov, right? Why did she cry and cry and cry? So he says, Oh, you saw it. Somebody is crying because of its sorrow. There's something bad happened, and you're crying. Hashem could say, Shafla, you don't have to cry anymore. Everything will be okay. 
When a person is crying because the crying helps you grow and helps you shtayig, Hashem says, the more you cry, the more you'll grow, the greater you'll become. Leah was crying, not stam because a tragedy happened. She, by crying, she <coughs> elevated herself and raised herself till she was worthy now of marrying Yaakov. And she brought into the world the shvatim that brought kahuna, malchus, and taira to Klal Yisrael. How do we so, know that crying is, that's a method of getting there? Because I guess the pshad is when a person cries, you bring out your deepest panemias. And the more you develop that, the more you approach HaKadosh Baruch from the depths of your heart, the more you become a greater person, the more you, you build yourself up. And so she made herself, she transformed herself into somebody who was going to be, you know, the one who would be buried with Yaakov and Marzah Machpelah, the one who would have the, the Levi and Yehuda and Yisachar, all the, the greatest of the Shrat. I'll call upon him. Rachel, on the other hand, has no children. With all of her tzitkas and giving over the simonim, so she goes to Yaakov and she says, "Tainly bonim, am I in meisah noichi?" So, so, what does Yaakov answer? Am I in the place of God that I took away from children, children from you? So Rashi says, You're telling me I should do like my father did to Davin? So everyone asks, What kind of terrors is this? A lady comes to you and she's crying her heart out. I have no children. Please do something. And he says, What's well, the familiar? I have children. You're the one with the problem. He got angry at her. So Ramban says he got angry because she's talking like a woman. Like, you know, I'm going to die if I don't have children. So says, Come on. You're bigger than that. Right? But um, how do you talk to her like that? You know, and after everything she did. So what the Terence is that Yaakov is not saying, I don't care, I have children, it's your problem. He's saying, if the Rebbein Shalom is taking away children from you and not from me, then the Peshat is he wants your Tfilis, he doesn't want my Tfilis. The Rebbein should put you in a position where he wants you to daven. I have children. If he wanted me to daven, he, would have, he wouldn't give me children. The Boishim is putting you in a position where you have to start davening. Now, not to say that Rochel never davened, but the Peshat is, you have to start davening these. What? That, that, that. that, that, that. that, that. You have to daven the way Leah davened. You have to start. And so you see right after that, so she says, okay, take my maid, then when she has a child, so she says, Donani I'm Shoma Bakoili. So the first one she says, right away, oh Hashem listened to my tfilis. Then the next one that, that she gives birth to is na, is Naftoli. It's Yacholti. And so Rashi explains what's Naftuli Yalukim. It's a lotion of Tsarti, Pitsiros, and if Tulim Harbi Lamokan Yashobla Khoisi. Hashem listened to my tfilis. Lotion of tfilis. So and then she she zayicha to have a child, but the yisoyed vorim was that a kodesh wants the tefillah. So you have to understand it's always really kodesh wants us to daven. 
there's a Shimshin Pinkis as a very very uh, big chiddush. He said it over at a hesped. There was in Ofakim where he was the rov. There was a tragedy. There were two women who were going to makar of other people in a different uh, in, in a different yeshuvim over there, and they got into a car accident. They were both killed. So when he when he said a hesped, he said a vort that I, he, he he says it also on the safer on Tishab or whatever. So he says over that. When, when Rabbi Akiva, when Yasser um, Harugay Malchus were being killed, so when, when um, Rabbi Lozer, the first they took Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel, and they killed him, and then the, they took Rabbi Shmuel, and the, the daughter of the king saw the beauty of Rabbi Shmuel. She wanted to be able to at least have his face, so they peeled his face off. When they got to the Mokim of his and he screamed, and the world man was shook. Anyway, the Malochim and Shemayim started to cry, and they said, Zutayr, Zuzchara, what's going on over here? What's go- what, why are you doing this? So Ba'ishim said, if I hear another word, I'm going to turn the world into Tayyub of Ayyub. So what's the Pshat? What's HaKadosh Baruch Hu over here? So he says that the Pshat is like this. He had a base of Miglash, so Klal Yisrael believed we have a base of Migdash, everything is good. There's Korbonois, there's Levim, there's Koyhanim. Boishim doesn't need Atfilas, everything is taken care of. Boishim destroyed the base of Migdash. But people believed there was still Gedoilim, there were Tzadikim. You know, there were the Rabbi Akivas and the Rabbi Shmuels and the Rabbi Gamliel, all the great, great, great Hanoyim that, that, that we know about. And people didn't feel that they had to adopt it with the same intensity because they believed we have grace at Sadiq and whenever there's a problem, we'll go to them and they'll take care of it. So when, when Rabbi Shmuel was killed, Malachim said, you're right. But if I don't do this, Yiddin will stop davening. And if there's no tefillah, I'll destroy the world. The world exists only because there's tefillah. If this, if Shin Shemig says someplace else, if you look, everything in the world was perfect, and nobody davened Hashem would destroy the world. There has to be a kesher between people and HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the world to exist. Without that, there can't be a world. There needs to be tefillah. You can't have anything without tefillah. So Boishim is saying, Einachinami is a tragedy, but there'll be a bigger tragedy if I don't remind people <coughs> that if they don't daven, nothing works. So people have to be woken up and people have to daven. That's what he was tiny. And so, so in the Zeh Rampin, so Yaakov Avinu was telling Ruch, Hashem is waiting for your tefillah. There's no other Eitzah. And that's where you have to daven. And so she davened and she was zoicher. You see the same thing by Chana. Chana was a akora for 10 years. Then she told her husband, I don't have any children, marry Penina. So Penina marries Alkan, has 10 children. Now uh, it's 19 years, they're married 19 years, she doesn't have any children. Penina, Hashem Shemayim, is shepherding Chana. What are you buying for your children for, 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 for lunch? What, she, she tried to make her cry more bitterly. Finally, so, so Chana is very tzabrachim. So Elkanah says to her, Chana, why are you crying? 
Right? I, you know, you have me. I'm as good as ten children. The next thing you know, she goes to the to the Mishkan and she starts davening. And uh, Ailey thinks she's shikker. She says, Right? So, what happened? The pshat is, Elkanah said to her, I am as good to you as ten children. She realized that Elkanah gave up. Right? He said, don't worry about it. You have me, you have ten children. It's just as good. She says, oh, he gave up already. There's no hope unless I daven. At that point, she goes to the, to the Mishkan and she starts to dump. She realizes, it's only up to me. And that's what Hashem was waiting for. And then when she pours out her heart and she gives it everything she got, she gets a child. And that's why when she brings Yishmuel, and she names Mishmuel because HaKadosh Baruch listened to her tefillah. And she brings him to the base of the, the, the Mishkan and he's Moira Halacha B'fnei Rabbi. So Eli says, I'm going to kill him because he's Chayv Misa, and I'll give you a child that's better than this one. And so she says, El Anar Hazeh Paloti. Nothing doing. This is the Oiska Bet and the Kint, and this is the child my Tfilag brought into the world. I'm not giving him up. Right? And so she kept him, and he became Shmuel Anavi. Right? So that, sometimes you got to wait 19 years to have a Shmuel Anavi, right? I, I told the Lord about the, the year that went to the Rebbe, I say this last time. Yid went to a Rebbe. Didn't have children, so um, he he uh, begs the Rebbe, please, Rebbe, and the children. For some reason, the Rebbe never gave him a bracha. One day, he's by the Rebbe, and some frosty Yid comes in, grub the Yid, and says, Rebbe, a bracha, I should have children. So he says, I'll give you a bracha in ten months, you're gonna have a child. It's going to be a boy, and you'll make me the sandik by the bris. Ten months later, Kachava, they had a baby boy, he's the sandik. So the chassid goes into the Rebbe, and this time he can't help Tzachayin anymore. He says, Rebbe, I don't understand. I'm, I'm a chassid. I'm a, I'm a, you know, with all due respect, right? this guy, this prostitute came into you, and you gave him a brach, and you were the sandik, and I've been begging you and begging you. Right? And he said, what's the pshat? So, he says back to him, Herzu, says at the end of, of the parsha, I, I think I'm mistaken, um, anyway, so he says, this, this, this guy, for a child that he's going to get, I can give him a bracha and have a child. <coughs> you want a child, a shtickle andrish. You want a child that's going to be a chosh of the yid. As that child, I can't just give you a bracha like that. For you, the child that you're going to get, it, it can't be so chosh. You have to work a little harder to get a child like that. So um, he brought a ride from a posseg. I don't remember which, which posseg the ride was from. But I'll call upon him. Um, By where? What? I'll, next time we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll try to remember. Anyway, so so this is the pshat by Chana or Shitab and Nazar. You find it in the Haftarah. We're going to hear this Shabbos at um, the end of the parsha in, in the Haftarah. So we say over basically what we said on Shabbos Shuva. The lashon of the pasuk is uh, that Klal Yisrael is going to say that Ashalo Yishereno, right? The, the whole shtickle Torah, and um, then we're going to say, 
So basically saying, we no longer going to trust in Ashur that they're not going to save us, and we're not going to rely on the horses we're going to ride on, and we're not going to think that our hands, you know, the work of our hands is our, our God. What does that have to do with anything? Right? So um, the Pshad is like this. You have a person, let's say a guy is, is sitting learning in Koyal, and he's got to pay his mortgage, and he got to buy food and stuff like that. And, and so one month, he push it, doesn't have any money. So what does he do? He goes to a gamach. He sees if they can lend him any money. They don't have any money to lend him. He goes to a few friends. They don't have money. So he calls up his father. He says, uh, Abba, can I come over for coffee tonight? He says, Vosepis, I haven't heard from you in two weeks. He said, well, you know, uh, I need money. <laughs> so he goes to his father. He says, what if a guy's a yosem? What does he do? He right away takes out his tehillim and he starts to daven. Right? The yosem understands only one place to turn. That's to the Rebbein Yishonim. He has no place else to turn. Is we say Takodish Borchu Ashulo Yoshiyenu, while Susloy Nirkov, we name Lehenu Masiadena, Ashabacho Yerucham Yosem. You're the one who the Yosem relies on. That's how we're going to be. We're not going to rely on anything else but on you, Akodish Borchu. That's the that's the aside. Sometimes a person is to realize there's no place else to turn but Takodish Borchu, and he wants, he's waiting for your thrill. That's why you find by Esther, Medrash says that the Kodesh Borch said that um, the only way you're going to be safe from Golos of Poros and Modai is that you're going to be a son who's going to save you. And so Kacha, the Esther, the Malka. So the Mora tells us in Mesetus Megillah that Esther was going into Achashverish. She was Moisir Nefesh to go to Achashverish. And she walks into his uh, base at Tzlom and the Shechina left her. So she says, Keili, Keili, Loma Azaftoni. And so... The, the Medrash says, so she's trying to figure why did she leave her? So if she says finally, maybe because I called him the Caliph, right? And so she changes it to Ari, to an Ari, right? And to Hillen, people call it Gimel, I think. So, uh, so first she refers to him to Caliph Yechidosi, and then she refers to him as an Eloi. So the Shail is, what sort of, she calls him a dog. He was a dog, right? <laughs> you know, what, what, what else would you call a guy like that? You know, he was a behemoth. So uh, what's the problem? So now she, oh, no, he's a lion, right? So that's better. The shot is like this. He said this is a Yosef um, Rosowski, I think, is this word. Is that if a guy's walking in the street and he's attacked by a dog, so even if it's a so what do you do? You, you take off your shoe and you throw it at the dog, or you kick the dog, or you take your whatever it is, and the dog runs away. You figure, okay, I'll, I'll give to Chanetzer. It's only a dog, right? What happens if you're walking down the street and uh, a lion comes to attack you, right? You're not going to take your shoe off and throw it at the line. You're going to say, Rabbi Shalaylam. You know, there's nothing else to do but say, Shema Yisrael and scream for help. Rabbi Nishalaylam. He says, Esther initially called Achashverosh a dog, like, innocent, we can deal with this. You know, I, politics and I'm the queen. You know, we'll take care of it. Everything will be fine. And she said, Oh, maybe that's the problem. I thought I can do it. No, no, he's a lion and I got to doubt that Rabbi Nishalaylam. There's no other hope. That's the, you say the Dvorim is that sometimes in life you have to realize that there's nothing but the Rabbeinu Shalelam. That's why the Kayin Gadol, when he went into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, he had the Davin that Hashem shouldn't listen to the Tzil of the Ivory Drachim. Right? 
says, what's the pshat? You got, you know, 10,000 farmers are davening for rain, and suddenly it starts getting cloudy, and uh, the farmers are, Baruch Hashem, it's going to rain, right? And this one guy, you know, he's on his way home from, from being oil and regal, and he's living in the, you know, the last, last uh, holdout in Eretz Yisrael. And he's walking outside, and the clouds starting to bring, and the guy's saying, we're going to show them, I don't want to catch pneumonia, you know, what's going to happen? I'm going to, please, we're going to hold up the rain till I get home, I got another day to walk. And so, his chilla, he knows there's no place else to turn, right? Then there's nothing, no one else who can stop it from raining. The farmers, they can figure, listen, uh, you know, if it rains good, if it doesn't rain, uh, we have water over here, we can go to the reservoir, it'll rain a little bit later, we can you know, we can spin on the wheat, whatever, you know. This, this eights is how we, can, how we can deal with it. But this guy realizes there's nothing. He's got to turn to the Bainish Shalalim. And so uh, that's the assignment for him. So... The, the the lesson is for us to learn the parsha. How you have to daven Hakadosh Baruch Hu. The Medrash says in, in the it says Vayifka b'Mokim Vayolan Shon Kibo Hashemesh. The Rebbe Yaakov was misaki the fill of Myriv. Myriv is a tefilla you daven when it's dark, when it's finster. It's a tefilla that that Yaakov was the person who lived through all the imaginable tzaras. His life was one unremitting journey through tzaras. But he's Mesach and Tfilis Meirev. So the Pesach says, by Yifka b'mokim ki bo ha-shemesh, b'lamei sh'akodesh baruchu, sh'eshkiya akodesh baruchu, galgul chamesh aloi bo'nosa. Hashem set the sun early, b'shvila dabrim Yaakov in the b'tzina. It's not the pshat. That it got dark, so now he had to daven. Bernishum said, I want to talk to him privately. I've turned off the lights, there's no place to go, now you got to talk to me. Moshul l'oyevoy shalmelech shibo etz no lepro. Moshul, a king, has a close friend. Omra melech kibu es The king says to his servants, turn off the, blow out the candles. Kibu apansin, blow out the, the lanterns. I want to talk to him privately. Right? And the shine is that who wanted, I just want to talk to, to my tired yankel. This person goes through life. There's many times in life where the lights go out. Right? You know, each person has this particular issue in life where. His lights went out, whether it's a, a, a Shailah in Parnosa, whether it's a Shailah in Gizunt in Health, whether it's a Shailah with, with Chiduchim, whether it's a Shailah with the uh, Chinuch of your children, of having children, right? Everyone has the time, so to say, when the sun sets, it's dark, it's finster, HaKadosh Baruch Hu turns out the lights. And a person has to realize it's not the Pshat, Oy vey, I'm sorry, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to talk to you privately. Shporch was looking for the opportunity that I need to talk to you. Now, if we understand that before there's a tzorah, we talk to HaKadosh Baruch we pour our hearts, maybe we'll avoid it. But there are times that tzorah, the, time, the reason you daven to Hashem is not because you have the tzorah. You have the tzorah because Hashem wants to talk to you. He wants to have an opportunity to have a yechidus with you. So I was thinking to shteltzu to that, maybe that Parshas Vayetze, you have this whole the, the, the parsha begins with Yaakov running away from from Esau, and it ends with him coming home with four wives, twelve children. He he, he was so wealthy; he's not shy of how much wealth he had. Right. So there's no pay in the whole parsha, right? 
you play Chumash baseball, there's no pays in, in the in Osamach. It's one long stretch without any 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 subsuches. So why is that? Right? If you're Mahabha Sedra that way, you got a long stretch to go. So why is it that way? So Rechayish Mulevit says because you, you, why, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu make stumas and psuchas in the Torah? To give you a chance to be misboyned. He says you can't be misboyned in Obi because if you stop in the middle you're going to say what a tragedy. How could Hashem do this to somebody? Right? Look at this terrible situation. Look at Rachel, look at Leah, look at Yaakov. He's got to work for love and what a creep. And every, if you look at the parasha and you break it up you're going to see just tragedy. You got to see the whole story. You got to see the whole picture, and then at the end of the parish, you say, "Oh, yetz vashteich." Right. So sometimes in life, you have to recognize that you know we only see a small sliver of reality. We don't see the whole picture. Emes is when you see the beginning, the end, and the middle. Shekers, you just see. So the Gemara tells a Meisim, Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was. Uh, once went someplace and he had his donkey and he had his rooster and he had his candle and they wouldn't give him achsanya so he wanted to sleep in the forest and who knows the wind blew out his candle and uh, one animal <laughs> the rooster the other man laid up the chamoyer and then he found that the next day that there were robbers that came and they 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 murdered and they plundered and they, because all this happened to him he was saved so in a deeper level the pshat is that in life very often we have these things that happen to us. The times in life when your candle burns out, when you feel you're in the dark. Yeah, whatever the tsaras are, and you feel we're in the dark. And you have to say, Hashem, whatever it is Hashem wants to hear from us, there's a cheshbin. Right? Sometimes your, your rooster is killed. I mean, you have no interest in getting up in the morning, whatever you're depressed, you're tzibrochen. you can't awaken yourself, you don't feel that way, you have to recognize it's also Hashem wants you to daven. That's all it's about. And they say the Yechumriyas, the Chamoy represents Yechumriyas, Yeparnosashver, your difficulty. All these are Sibas that Rabbi Akiva said, Gamzul Lutaiva, we have to recognize it's a Siba to get me to daven. It's a Siba to bring me closer to Hashem. Whatever it is, that's the Yasaita Vorim. If you look at life that way, so um, you realize that can, you, you, you daven more and that. Uh, that eventually gets you to Siyat the Shmaya. I saw a Misa that there was a Yit tells over that when the Nazis came, not sure if he was in Varsha, one of these places, the Nazis came and they said to the Yidden that to take them to the ghetto or whatever, and they have three hours to pack up their suitcase. So everybody's busy packing their suitcases. Some people are packing clothing. Some people are packing their diamonds and their money and their jewelry and other people. Whatever. This guy said, listen, what's the chilek? Right now, I got three hours. He goes to the shul. And he davens mincha. And he stands there with Erna Kodesh, begging Hashem. And he says, if you listen to me. And he says the Lushen that like that Yaakov Avinu said in the beginning of the parsha. Um, he says, "Im Hashem imodi." Shmurani b'derech Hashem nochi hoylech, and I come back with Sholem al base ovi hoy Hashem imoch. So he gives the same tefillin. He says the same sukkah, and so he says, from then on, he left the shul. He felt Hakadosh Baruch was with him, and he taka survived the war, and he comes home, 
and his father survived also. When Yila came in money, and he, then he finds out that his mother was killed. He says, I shouldn't have said El Beis Ovi, I should have said El Beis Choyrai, and it would have saved my mother's life also. And he said, the Shmarim Der Chazeh, says, Yira Chapterayin, he looked twice the opportunity to Davin, he was Poyol Gavaldika Yeshuais. But um, just one more Nakuda, the Geya, we started with the Pasuk, Eine Leia Rakois. Says Rochel Hoisa Yefas Toyri Fas Mara. So there's a Zoyar, Shimshon Pinkus says over. The Zoyar uses this Possek. Leia had no eyes. The Mashmoy said the Zoyar is that Leia had eyes. Eine Leia Rakois. Rochel, it doesn't say about her eyes. So the Zoyar refers to Rochel as Lemta Shapirta de Lesla Enai. She was a beautiful woman without eyes. So what does the Zoyer mean? She had no eyes. Of other, she had eyes. Otherwise, she couldn't have stolen the truffle. Right? So she, of other, she had eyes. What does the what does the <coughs> Zoyer mean? So he says the pshat is like this. You have to understand the story over here. The the, the whole mice and Leia, Leia is Rachel gives Leia the simonim. It's a meridik Maisa. She had no clue that. Yaakov would marry her, right? Yaakov married her as as a second wife when Obis kept the Torah, right? Now, Ramban says Yaakov took her second wife, but he can only do it because they lived in Chutzlords. When Yaakov comes to them and he tells the women that Hashem came to me and said we should leave, right? <coughs> so it says, Radwatan Rochel Valeya. Rochel answered first. They said, over there, Rochel was also being moister nefesh. Because by answering, yes, we should leave, she was saying, we can leave and I'm going to die when we get to Eretz Yisrael because you can't have two wives in Eretz Yisrael. So she was moister nefesh to give everything away to Leah. Then she was moister nefesh to die before Leah. Right? Her whole life was big and serious nefesh. When Leah says to her, so what's Leah talking about? How do you have the chutzpah to say that to Rachel gave up everything? So the shot is, Rachel gave her the simonim, the simonim were hopeless neither. And so what Rachel gave to Leah, Leah didn't chap, she was giving simonim between herself and Yaakov. Leah understood, she's teaching me, you know, very nice, she knows it, so she's smarter than me, she's teaching it to me. Leah never chapped that Rachel had given up her marriage to Yaakov. So now she's living with Yaakov, and now Leah, Rachel comes and marries again. She says, I'm not Kachlech, is she? Right? Rachel doesn't say anything. She says, okay. He doesn't say, you fool, don't you realize what I did? She says, okay, so he can sleep with you tonight. Right? So, and, and she zoichet through that to Yisachar and Zavul. So it's a murder to Kazakh. So you look at the difference. Leah is a fighter. Leah fights, and she says, Klaal needs greatness. Klaal needs a Ruvein, a Bechoyer. They need a Levi, a Kahuna. They need a Yehuda. They need Malchus. They need Socher, which is Torah. They need Zavulim, which is wealth. They need greatness. Rachel is a simple, you know, Ben Yakali Ephraim. She's the Poshet Yid. Whatever that's, that's what. So, so if you would say to Rachel, Rachel, do you realize what you did? You gave away everything for your sister. What would Rachel say? What's the big deal? Why am I supposed to embarrass my sister? She doesn't see her greatness. 
She's ulemt the shapirta the leslo einai, and she doesn't see <coughs> the greatness that she's doing. To her, it's just a milsa the pshita. He says when it comes to davening, the zoyar is talking over there. When a person davens, says if a person davens and do, and doesn't look around, just close your eyes and talk to Hashem. The time will come when you'll open your eyes and see the shemim. Look, and you sit her, close your eyes when you daven. Don't look around, right? Sometimes you daven and you're not being mechavin, so let me see whatever else is doing, who's holding, how many guys are finished, if the chaz isn't going to start yet, you know, uh, whatever it is, you know, you check out what's going on around. He says, no, just keep focused on your davening, even no matter what, that, keep davening, and then you'll see the shechina when, 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 the, when the time comes. So this is the pshat, what's a, how does it shtelzer to rach? Sometimes we daven, we think, ah, I'm going to daven now. I'm going to feel the Malachim singing. I'm going to be up there by the Kisei covered. I'm going to feel godless. I'm going to, wow, mm, up there in heaven. And and it doesn't go that way. So you have to realize that even your Pasha Deshman Esra, you close your eyes, you try to talk, whatever your mind is all over the place, but just keep focused. You don't realize the greatness of what you're doing. Lent the Shapir to the Lesler. Sometimes we try to dive and we don't realize the greatness we're dealing with. You're davening, you're standing before Hashem, you're talking. Avada Hashem understands we're normal people, right? Uh, we say, Psach Shari Shemayel is feel the same to them, say, Avinu Malkeinu is a chorki offer anachlu, why? Because we ask Hashem, open up the gates of heaven, and then we're thinking about the, the ravens, right? So, what's the pshat? The pshat is we're human beings, right? But keep your eyes closed. Just keep focused, and you don't realize how great it is. So, let the Shapir to the last night. That's the Yisoyed one. But the Yisoyed is Hashem wants that filler. Shem wants a relationship with us. Shem wants us to daven. And sometimes we have situations where Shem is pushing us. Come on, I want to. I want to talk to you. I want to hear from you. And that's the side of Gorim. So we should be zayichet that Hashem should listen to our fillers, and we should have the patience to talk to Hashem. What? Crying.